Well, I'm here with my friend Mitch, and uh, we are here to to help, to encourage, and uh, give insight, information, ideas to our missionary friends. Mitch, thanks for being with us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Um, I want to talk specifically, Mitch, if I can, during this uh, segment that we have. Um, throughout your time, you've served in Peru as a missionary, and throughout your time, you faced multiple difficulties. Um, and in those difficulties, uh, there would be a lot of people that... I would never even blame if they would have thrown in the towel and said, you know what, it's fine if I have hard times, but to put my family through it. But you've been through a lot of difficult situations. Your wife's been through a lot of difficult situations, but both of you have a sweet spirit. You love the Lord. You've continued on. So maybe you can talk to us about um, in difficult moments, how do you continue on instead of just turning and saying, you know what, it's enough. I'm out of here. That's a good question. Well, I guess I would start by saying that the mission field is an awesome place. The mission field has great food wherever you're at. There's people you love. There's, um, in my case, there's beautiful weather. Um, There's great things about the mission field wherever you are. And, um, man, it's easy to go to a place um, for those great things or because you're an adventurous spirit or because, man, because you love the Lord even. Um, But staying through difficult times doesn't come from any of that. It comes from a calling from the Lord, and because you know you're where God has you to be. Um, Because there will be times when either there are Satan attacks or difficult situations where, um, man, they'll they'll, they'll try that, that patience and that that calling. But if you know uh, that you're where God has you, then it brings you through all those those difficult times. And um, you kind of have constantly uh, re-ask yourself that question during those times and make sure that, um, you are dialed in, and that your whole family is dialed in on that same that that same wavelength as well. Because um, if you go there for because you're an adventurous spirit and because you love it, you'll be there for a while, but you won't stay forever. Sure. And so um, the Lord really has given us patience and a peace. I think honestly, more of a peace now than even when we started, um, because through difficult times, what you realize is like, wow, um, he's I'm still feel, and I know this is where God has us, and it's through all these things, so I know it's of God because yeah, I know somebody else wouldn't. Amen. Okay, so when you go through, or you know, collectively your family go through some difficult times, um, of course, you as the um, you know feeling God has called you there and put you there, I understand to, to push through. But how do you turn around? How do you help your wife? Because if you keep, if you don't help your wife, your days are kind of limited yeah. there. So how how did you help her? Yeah, I would never tell my wife to push through. <laughs> That's I mean, sure. uh, um, I might have that mentality and mindset in a lot of things and areas in life. But um, man, if we tell or I told my wife just to to push through in a situation, sure. especially if it's traumatic, extremely traumatic, then right. um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna lose my wife in the process. Yeah. And so, and obviously, my days, like you said, are limited. And so, uh, the big thing is to understand when I went to the mission field. I said, "All right, guys, the or I was talking to my wife. I said, you know, like this is it. This is what we're doing, and we're not leaving ever." And that's not, not going to be an option. And what I realized is, um, you know, through trauma and times where that are difficult that you have no control over, that that question shouldn't just be a one-time thing that you just do on the first day, but rather something that you're continually open to. Um, when there's difficult times that we went through, we honestly went through the process of asking ourselves, is this where God has us all yeah. over again? And I had to do that, not just for me, but for my wife. So she knew that her pain was heard, that she knew that her pain um, was warranted and that it was warranted to the extent of a life change. Yeah. Um, and so that that was on the board uh, for, for our future. And so that kind of let her know there was no pressure if 
if that was kind of where she felt like we were going and then I felt like God was leading us that direction too, then we would come off and we wouldn't be lesser Christians for it. Sure. We wouldn't be lesser missionaries, but just because that's where God was leading us. And God just didn't give us that peace to do that at that time. And so um, I think a lot of it was just giving my wife the ability to know that she wouldn't be any lesser of a person if she decided that, that this, she couldn't go on. Amen. Now you've got two sharp boys, um, and you're very blessed. Um, how have you helped through? Obviously, you know, I think your your children are just going to have whatever attitude you have, um, but they can probably detect when mom and dads are, are hurt. So, what are some of the special things that you did or that you do to make sure that the boys are all right and they're continuing on like a family? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, they definitely know when your parents they might have a four year old and a five year old, and they know. Um, you know, we went through uh, the loss of our daughter. And when that happened, um, I remember coming home that day and our boys were just didn't understand, but they knew something was wrong. Sure. And then they even asked the question where our daughter was because they noticed that my wife was no longer pregnant. And so they know, and yeah. they see that every day. Um, and they see how we react to things. And so our attitudes, are not taking things back home with us and continuing to show them the best part of Peru. Is this a, it's not even being a good missionary. It's being a good parent. Yeah. It's whatever job you're in, whatever your profession is, that you should show your children that that you love what you do and that's serving the Lord. And because whatever you're doing, then ultimately you are a Christian first. And so if the kid lo- knows that you love the Lord and sees that desire and that ability, then it's a proverb, not a promise, but God tells us that sure. that shows us that we train up a child in that way. And uh, they'll at least know which way is right and they'll see the excess, success in that. Yeah. So in the encouragement toolbox that God has given you. Um, I know of God has given you many different things that you've allowed, both you and your wife, have allowed to speak into your life. And you guys were faithful to reach out to those people. Maybe you could tell us some of the things when someone goes through a hard time, they don't have to uh, face it all and live it all by themselves. They reach out to others. And you have a wonderful family. You've got a great pastor. You've got friends, other people. Um, how do you open yourself up to them, mm-hmm. and how do you allow them to speak into your life? That's good. Um, um, I'm not really good at talking about my emotions at all. And so um, for me, really, um, it was honestly seeing how my wife did it. And so uh, when we went back and we went through grief counseling and went through a program called Grief Share, um, uh, I learned that basically my wife was able to um, experience a lot of her grief and pass on, pass on from a lot of that grief and continue moving forward through talking about the incident over and over and over again, in different ways and dark ways that no one else would want to hear. And, and, and other positive ways too, when she had good days. And so, um, I learned a lot through her that a lot of it is just not harboring it and letting it become bitterness in our hearts or becoming something that we deal with later on, but just rather dealing with it in that moment and talking to those people that will speak truth into your life, um, but really talking to people that more than anything can um, just sit there and listen and and just say, I'm here and I love you, and um, I'm going to allow you to be able to speak these things without there being any judgment, and then we can all grow, and then you can move, not move on, but grow and become in a better place because of it. What are some things, Mitch, that you've uh, you've done since then um, to be sensitive, uh, knowing that that your wife took a lot, probably emotional uh, strain and uh, maybe even guilt. You know, the devil manipulates a lot of our feelings of and stuff. Yeah. So what are some things that you've been sensitive towards your wife to help her 
and maybe even things that have awakened you thinking, I should have even started this even beforehand. That's really good. My wife said one time um, when, when her daughter passed away, the first night afterwards, I came to bed with her at a reasonable hour because I was with her, and she said, she wasn't trying to hurt me at the time, but she just said, um, it's just nice to be able to go to bed with you tonight. Huh. And then when she said that, it like broke me because it shouldn't cost a, a life of our daughter for that to happen. Sure. And so I understood a lot that I was failing at as a husband in that moment. And then um, realizing that there, there's a first ministry, and that is our family. Uh, we came back from visiting the States for a while, and we actually came down from the, the, uh, the road um, from the airport to our house, and we got behind uh, a hearse, and they had the whole, what do you call it, the caravan, procession. the procession. Yeah. And we were behind it, and it was the first day coming back after our daughter passing. My wife just began to bawl, and um, I knew at that time it was going to be a very long road. It wasn't just going to be something that was, oh, we went back for a couple of weeks, and now we're going to move on, and it's all going to be good. And it was like the first day, I was like, come on, God, please don't put that in our way the first day. But it was another eye-opener. I think God put that in our way for a reason of, Mitch, don't be dumb. Remember that this is a process, and it's a process that won't ever go away. And it's the thing that you need to realize that you need to be a different person, a different dad and a different husband. And so not that I wasn't around ever, but I definitely should have been around more. And so... Okay, so you said you went through uh, both of this grief counseling. Um, one, I think it's a beautiful thing that you said that both of you went through it uh, because sometimes the um, the our male stubbornness <laughs> can say, I don't need this. You go through it, and uh, I'm here lean your head on my shoulder mm-hmm. afterward. Mm-hmm. You went through it, and I, I uh, congratulate you for that. Um, you did it together. Um, but also, what are some of the things that you learned through that? Maybe you could even pass along to many of our missionary friends that are listening. Um, whatever trauma or tragedy that God allows you to go through, um, it's still a hard time. Maybe more on you, maybe more on your wife, but you go through it together. So what are some of the things that you learned through that time? Yeah, uh, I learned, uh, you know, I might not need it as much as my wife, but I definitely needed it because there were things I was harboring as the husband of the family, and the decision maker. I remember that day when we went to the hospital, um, my wife looked at me and said, you pick the hospital. And then I, I, there was two hospitals between we had to go to, and one was closer, but one had more technology. Mm-hmm. And I just went to the closer one. And that was something I dealt with, and I didn't even realize it was a, something I was really holding on to until we started going through grief share. And I was like, man, like I was blaming myself because I went to this certain hospital. Maybe if I went to this one with more technology, then they would have been able to save her life. And um, it was actually the place they wanted to transfer our daughter to when things went wrong. And so, man, it was it was it was really good to be able to go through different lessons and see out of God's word that you know that wasn't something that God was speaking into my life. It wasn't something that was true. And um, my encouragement, I guess, to guys would be to just, just sit down and realize that. You go for your wife because you think that she needs it, but there are also things that you could learn from yeah. it as well. Amen. Um, Mitch, I read a book uh, years ago. It was actually um, uh, John Wilkerson, Pastor John Wilkerson, actually uh, helped in this book, and uh, it was about the loss of his son when he was 17. And that book is really, I, I remember reading it a long time ago, but it, it really helped my wife and I because it talked about the the game of if 
Mm-hmm. And he said he would look at his wife. His son passed away when he was 17, I believe it was. And he would look at his wife and they'd say, you know, if he was still alive, he would be 18 right now. Or um, if he was, he'd be doing this right now. And he played this if game. And he said he had to wake up. And I don't remember the word, so I'm not trying to put it uh, exact. But um, he said um, God allowed things to happen. And and for my wife and I, for some things we were going through, we had to say, you know what? God did know. God does know. We can't play that if game. And uh, I think you're right. You said that you got that out. And, you know, like God's still in control, even if you say I should have. Like God allowed different things. Um, Mitch, we've got a couple more minutes. And um, I, I know this is a very sensitive subject. And I so uh, respect you and your wife. And uh, your your spirit and your attitude that you've had through this. And I know you went through a lot of hard times. What could you say to our missionary friends that are out there, um, one, that are going through hard times right now? Um, how can they see the light on the other end of the tunnel? And, and secondly, a follow-up on that, how can the husbands make sure they don't abandon their wives emotionally mm-hmm. as they're getting through to the other side of that tunnel? Uh, well, I mean, for us, and uh, what I saw helped more than anything else, and I know this sounds like something you've heard, and I'm just going to pound that nail in one more time, and that's going to God first about it and um, going to Him in an ugly way if it has to be sure. and asking Him why He allowed this to happen um, and getting those thoughts out because if you don't get those thoughts out, then you're going to always be thinking of, and God can hear them either way. So you might as well express them outwardly and try to walk through those things and... Um, basically use that as a way to to realize that he is the one with authority and you're crying out to the one that can make a difference. And so um, that was the biggest thing for us is continually reading reading books on the matter and reading verses, talking to God himself and just saying, hey, I, we don't understand this and we don't get why you would let this happen. And uh, continually to go back, I call it back to your well of thanksgiving and Amen. saying that, hey, um, I can trust you in this one matter because I've seen you do it a hundred times before me in a different way in my life. If you're talking about specifically with my wife, I would just I harp on it again, and this is just the same thing I already said, and that's just realize it's a process. Everything in life is a, is a marathon, not a sprint, and that um, if you have to work less hours in the beginning weeks coming after that, then do it because it's better over the long term. And so um, just realize that there's no guilt and there's not you're not less spiritual for any kind of hurt that you're going through, you're not um, less of a Christian or a missionary. Yeah. It's just, I mean, we all go through hurt. And yeah. so just, yeah. uh, if you want to be able to do it for the long term, just to deal with that Amen. openly. Amen. Mitch, I read a book. You will you could help me out. Um, I don't remember. I think it's called Dark Shadows, Deep Mercy, something. I think Is it's that? Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy, but I'm not Yeah, that, okay, I think that's it. Um, and in that book, I remember one thing that really um, seemed to speak to me that God used um, for me was, there's nothing wrong with our crying out. You know, David, um, where art thou, God? You know, why have you abandoned me? Uh, why is my soul cast down? You know, there's nothing wrong with crying out and hurting and being in pain, grieving, as long as we come, when we come to the end of it, that we realize God is the only one who could fill us. And um, 
Mitch, I appreciate this uh, this time. I, I wish with everything um, for another moment. Uh, if Jacqueline's here, I would love to uh, maybe have her sit down and we can go through uh, different things to encourage our mm-hmm. friends that are there. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your insight. I know you poured out a lot of your own heart uh, through this, and I appreciate that very much. Friends that are listening, thank you so much. And um, I am very grateful for how God's using you. Just because we serve the Lord doesn't mean we get to avoid all the, the issues of life. Um so therefore, that's why we guard our heart, because out of it, out of the heart comes all the issues of life. So we want to keep moving forward. Mitch is a great example, him and Jackie, and I'm very thankful for that. Mitch, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you.